You're listening to Runyons Have Layers, the podcast where two siblings explore the many layers of life and mental wellness, where vulnerability meets strength and where every shared story is a step towards self-discovery. Join us as we uncover the richness of our experiences and find empowerment in every layer. Welcome back. Today, we're going to be talking about the art of mindfulness and how to live in the present moment. We're going to explore some benefits of mindfulness and share practical tips for how to incorporate mindfulness into your daily life. So for me, mindfulness has really helped to relieve stress and to stay focused on what I'm working on, how to sort of take myself out of a situation and be more aware of my surroundings and um, I guess see things for what they are. And mindfulness can be a lot of different things. I think when people think of mindfulness, they think of meditation, Mm -hmm. which is probably the most, I mean, it's the most helpful practical thing you can do to be more mindful. Um, But I think that you can be mindful in a lot of different sort of ways, like meditative things. Um, Like for me, washing the dishes is sort of like a mindfulness thing. I, it's sort of meditated for me, uh, listening to the water and how it's flowing um, and the rhythm that I'm washing. So like, I think there's a lot of different ways that you can be mindful in, in today. And there's a lot of ways to approach that. So um, when I think of mindfulness and how it applies to dealing with like stressful moments, it is how to be present. So I I sort of identify or I I define mindfulness for myself as being present and being in the moment and not being distracted by thoughts that are not here right now. And it's really easy for us to get caught up in the things that we have to do later and the tasks that we have to accomplish um, and not staying focused on the tasks that we have to do right now or the people that we're with right now. And a way that that manifests, I think a lot in our society is, is listening and having conversations with people and thinking about what you want to say next, instead of just being present and hearing what the other person is saying and listening and then responding. I think that staying present and being mindful about what is happening in the conversation. Um, for I think that's a really easy way and example to sort of uh, put that into perspective. So what? how do you associate mindfulness in your life and what are some some ways that you try to, um, to practice mindfulness? I agree with um, being in the present moment. Um, mindfulness is it's, it's hard for me. I mean, it's, it's a practice and a habit that you have to get into. Like we've talked about before. One thing I learned in um, therapy years ago is you can, you think of it in two ways. If you um, think of it like an image of a person walking on a path, you know, mindful is like your brain is full of stuff constantly. And then mindful is, you know, you're focused on the present moment. And I, I try to think of that image, you know, it's hard to stop and just slow down and be present. And one of the ways that I do that is um, I have pets. So, you know, like petting my animals and they don't leave me alone. I mean, they'll come and jump up on me. So sometimes it's like, okay, take a break. 
Um, I don't enjoy the dishes or laundry or any of that stuff, but I have heard other people say the same thing that it's like cathartic because you're, you're just kind of, you know, folding laundry or in that motion. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's kind of why I'm, I was glad we were talking about this because I, um, while I know it has the benefits for me personally, it has been really difficult. Um, it's been a little bit easier lately because, um, I received a late diagnosis of ADHD. And now I realize why my brain is so chaotic. It feels like a pinball machine all the time. Mm-hmm. And there are there are holistic ways to deal with AD or cope with ADHD. But um, I I did choose medication. And I I mean, I don't want to say, oh, I'm a new person. But I actually sat down and watched a movie. And I was like, I don't remember any of this happening <laughs> in the movie because I wasn't on my phone. You know, I was actually watching the movie. And I thought, it's a movie I've watched since childhood. And I don't remember. It was like, probably three quarters of the movie, what movie you know it? it's a wonderful life oh yeah and you and just I was didn't like, remember it the same way yeah i mean i knew wow. the the general story but yeah. and and i know that's that's not necessarily mindfulness but i took time to slow down and i intentionally put my phone away because i was sort of testing myself like can i pay attention for an hour and a half you know mm-hmm. and that's something i feel like when we take a break and try to be mindful you know it is something that that we can do. We just have to intentionally slow down to make ourselves do it and to make time for it. When people think of mindfulness, I think that is really how I define mindfulness is taking some time to to, to kind of disconnect and mm-hmm. to be intentional with your time and to give your brain a moment to to reset, to process, to download uh, whatever that is to basically give your mind space to let it think, to let it, to do what it needs to do. And the, I think one of the, the most successful meditations that I've ever done is called the do nothing meditation, where you literally just, you sit there and you don't have to do anything. You just, you just sit there and you just, you can focus on your breathing. You can think about whatever you need to do. Basically, you just you just don't do anything. And you give yourself permission to have the time, to give your, your mind time to just relax for a second. And the more that you practice, the more that you let yourself do that, the more your mind is able to deal with it's It gives yourself the bandwidth to deal with those stressful moments that happen. Um, because whenever those moments happen, if you have given yourself time to relieve the pressure, uh, relieve the capacity that your brain takes on every day, and it just relaxes and and sort of resets, then you are more you're more prepared to deal with those stressful situations that happen, and you've you've trained your mind to take a moment breathe and then you can respond from there and so there's a lot of really great benefits to to being mindful and to putting it into like a daily practice because i i'm a stage manager for live entertainment and i deal with stressful moments every single day and they don't to me they don't seem as stressful anymore because i 
I'm acclimated to it and I've done put a lot of these things into practice. But I mean, there are things, I mean, I, I'm, a, I'm a stage manager for Cirque du Soleil. And so I deal with acrobats and people who are doing very dangerous things on a daily basis and who could potentially fall and, and die. And the things that I am dealing with and inter interacting with is stressful. It does have an impact and it does take a toll physically and mentally and emotionally. And when those moments happen and you have to go into problem solving mode, you have to be able to take those moments, breathe, you know, keep your, keep your body at a, a level that you can actually respond to those things because otherwise, even if you don't experience it in the moment, after the moment and after your adrenaline's down, it's going to take a huge toll on you. And mm -hmm. before I learned how to put this into practice, I used to get terrible migraines. I would go through all the rehearsal process. I would go through the performances. And literally the day we closed the show, I would, I would have a migraine. It's just wow. like all of that stress that I was holding. And I just, I was pushing through because I knew I needed to. Yeah. It would, I would release and all of that tension and stress and everything. It would just be a terrible migraine. And I would, sometimes I would have it for days and I would have to deal with that for a long time. And so putting a mindfulness practice into my daily routine has really helped me a lot. And yeah. accepting that some things are kind of the way they are and there's some things you can't change. And so I've, I've learned to be a little bit more adaptable and less rigid about how things have to be. And mm -hmm. it's helped me to accept that um, sometimes we can't change everything and we can't change the things that are happening around us, but we can change how we respond to them. We can change how we see them. We can change how we interact with them. Um, and to me, that's really what mindfulness is. Yeah. I like to think of it as your brain having a spa day, you mm -hmm. know, like rest and rejuvenation and relaxation, because then you, you know, once you're done, you just feel more relaxed and you're ready to tackle whatever comes next. There's a lot of apps out there. There's YouTube, there's books, um, there's journaling. There's a lot of practical ways you can go about mindfulness. I started mindfulness using the Headspace app. Mm -hmm. They have a premium membership. Um, I think when I was doing it, it was like 10 bucks a month and you can probably get a yearly membership at this point. I think I also, when I was in school, they had an educational discount um, and they probably have organizational discounts now, depending on who you work for. So I started there because it was guided. I didn't really know very much about it. So it was great. They had like 10 minute meditations. They have shorter ones now, but when I started, they had 10 minutes. And so I put on some headphones and um, it was a guided thing. So I didn't really have to think, I didn't really because I didn't know where to start. I didn't know what mm -hmm. it was or how to practice. Um, so there's that's a really great option is to using an app that's, um, that is a, like a paid subscription or that you can, um, you can use as a way to help you get started that isn't necessarily just like sitting and humming and home. I use YouTube for that. Um, and I, I also have had apps in the past um, for like with like sleep stories and guided meditations. And that's what I was going to suggest too, because those guided meditate, some of them are really, really long. Um, but if you find a short one, it's you're exactly right. You don't have to think about anything. You just follow what they say to do. And it it can be, it can be really relaxing. Sometimes I fall asleep. <laughs> 
<laughs> during it. Yeah, I use some of those to go to sleep sometimes. I've actually been using this this one called Yoga Nitra, and mm-hmm. it's like a way to relax your body and sort of like a body scan and to like just to help you to get really comfortable and to take the effort and the time to just really relax and feel comfortable lying down, ready for sleep and preparing your mind and your body for sleep. Um, But going back to the daily routine, I make coffee in the morning and I have my coffee and then I take five to 10 minutes and I just listen to the birds. I close my eyes. I focus on my breathing and I just try to let myself be present and I focus on what's happening in the moment. How do I feel sitting where I'm sitting? Am I comfortable? Um, you know, how, how does it feel to have my hands touching my legs? How does it feel to have the wind blowing on me? Hearing the sounds. So like really just being immersed in where you're at presently and not thinking about what you have to do for the day um, or what email you have to send or things you have to do later on in the year, but just being fully engaged in where you're at in that moment. So that's what I do. Um, and it, it, it sometimes it's shorter, sometimes it's longer. It sort of depends on the day, but I try to take at least five minutes. And um, a lot of times, like if I'm feeling a stressful moment at work, I'll take a couple minutes and I'll just close my eyes and I'll just sort of reset my brain. I'll remove myself from whatever. If I need to go to the bathroom, I'll go to the bathroom. And I just kind of close my eyes, focus on my breathing, and I just get myself back in the present moment and get it back into where I'm engaged in now and not distracted by whatever else is on my mind for the day. That's kind of what I do for um, how to how to practice mindfulness um, in terms of like on a daily practice. And it's it's had so many great benefits and it's kind of like anything else like exercising you don't mm-hmm. see the benefits the same day that you exercise it's a it's something that happens over time and the more that you do it and the more committed you are to it and the more you practice the more not only you'll build a habit for it and it'll become like an actual routine but you'll start to see the benefits of what mindfulness can do just like when you exercise physically the more that you've exercised, the more you see those benefits. I like coloring. It sounds silly, but it is very therapeutic. It's just, you know, you just sit there and focus. And sometimes I'm intentionally mindful. And sometimes it's just a way to relieve stress and calm down and things like that. And I I do like the guided meditations and the body scan. Um, I, I did want to mention, though, that mindfulness and meditation, they're, a lot of times they're talked about hand in hand, but they are different. Like, like we're talking about mindfulness is, you know, being in the present moment and meditation is a way to do that, but they're not interchangeable. And I thought for a long time that they were the same. So that's why I'm saying that because there might be other people out there that also think that, but like in my, in my daily life, I'm trying to think of things that I do. I feel the same way that you do when you're doing the dishes, when I'm driving. And I do a lot of transportation with the kids and things like that. And not that I'm on the road all day, every day, but sometimes I just take a few minutes and I, cause I usually like to listen to podcasts or an audio book or something like that. And sometimes I just want to be in the car and just where it's quiet, you know, and I'm just yeah. focusing on driving for five minutes and yeah, it's just really cathartic. I think. I think there's also a way to be present and mindful while you're 
interacting. It doesn't have to be quiet all the time. Like you can be mindful in a meeting. You can be present in the meeting. You can focus on what the other person's saying. I think body language is a huge part of that. How, how can you be present, uh, with your body language? Um, is, are you open to receiving information? Um, are you, are you portraying that to the other people? So, um, I'm sure we'll do another uh, podcast episode about body language. Um, but I think that's a really important thing to acknowledge too, that it doesn't have to be, you're sitting quiet by yourself in a dark room and like meditating, which I think is not a misconception, but it's, it's definitely what people think of the most Mm -hmm. is mindfulness. But you mentioned driving, but you can also do it while you're walking and Mm -hmm. you're, you're focused on how your feet are touching the ground and how you're moving and thinking about just what's all around you and taking that in, in the moment and really just be fully engaged in what you're doing right then and there and not being distracted. That's really what mindfulness is, um, is really about is just being where you are and taking that moment fully in. You can also do it with eating too. And that's something that I personally try to do because I don't know why, but ever since I was a kid, I ate, I always ate fast. And I think growing up with three brothers, like if I didn't eat it, it's going to get eaten. Someone else is going to eat it for me. So I had to eat it really fast. And then when I joined the military, that didn't help at all because we had to like eat in five minutes or less. I mean, it was crazy. So, you know, I have been trying to intentionally slow down and it's, it sounds really weird when you're not used to it. Like, what does this taste like? Is it salty or sweet? And what does it feel like? What are the textures? You just eat because you're hungry and you want to get full. So unless I I got to the point where I'm hangry, I try to, you know, slow down. And that, that has been challenging for me just because it's a lifetime of a habit of eating really fast. So I'm definitely someone who eats faster as well. And, you know, taking the time to really savor what you're tasting that it's eating it doesn't have to all be be all about just um like a utilitarian thing of getting full and um you know satisfying the urge of of your hunger but you can be more mindful and present about what you're tasting uh does it taste good with wine does it taste good with other elements um especially i'm really into cooking so when you're making something new and you're sort of experimenting with a different recipe or a different flavor or different spices you're not used to using taking that moment to really engage with that and to try to understand does this is this working does it taste good did this work and if you're not into cooking that's fine too and i think taking a moment to just enjoy it giving yourself permission to just enjoy the food that you're eating and that it doesn't have to be gone in a matter of minutes that you can take some time to to just be present with the food that you're eating and uh, enjoy enjoy the company you're with if you're eating with someone else and mm-hmm. um to to take that in as well. Yeah. I enjoy cooking certain things, but in general that's not my favorite thing to do, but it I I hear what you're saying though. It is a, a way to just really focus on, you know, it's like I'll I'll think of each step. Okay, now I got to boil the water and now I do I don't I don't know why, but I just I do I guess that's how my brain works. Mm-hmm. Um but it is. It's it's, you know, I don't enjoy the entire process as a creative process, but I enjoy the, the like the little break that I get when I'm cooking. And I mean that could be a way to to also be more mindful in other ways. Like if that's 
your way to give your your brain time to stop and just be present if cooking is your way to just focus on what is happening right now that is also mindfulness um, mm-hmm. even if it's not about the meal and eating it but it's just going through the motions of actually making a meal and focusing on each step that's being present too because then you're you're fully engaged in what's happening right now and uh, and not distracted by other things that are happening what are some challenges to putting a mindfulness practice in to like a daily routine that you've experienced? What are some hurdles that you've had to overcome? I think for me, like we talked about slowing down and and making the time. So for so being intentional and setting a goal and, you know, making time to do that, whether it's in the morning or whether I take a break, you know, in the middle of the day, that has, I think, been the most challenging for me because I forget, you know, it's like building a habit. If you don't do it every day, you, you know, you forget. So that and then, you know, sometimes my mind will wander and I'll I'll think, oh, I can't do this or this is so hard. And, you know, I think it's important to do it without judging yourself. Because, you know, you're building up, not the not the endurance, I guess, just you're building up to being able to do it and getting used to it and getting in the habit of it. What about you? Yeah, I think when I first started, it was about doing it right. And like that, that there's a right way to meditate or that there's a right way to, to be mindful about something. Um, but that getting started is the most important part that it doesn't have to be right. If you have a good day where you feel good about like, yeah, like I, I hit my meditation today and I, I feel good about it. Maybe you did it several days and then maybe one day you you don't do it as long or you feel more distracted than the other days. Like that's okay that you're you're allowed to have off days. You're allowed to to be a human and to have you know some sort of distractions that you that you're dealing with. But the more that you are mindful, the more that you'll be able to deal with those off days and those distractions because that's really what it's about. It's to to create space for you to deal with all of that um, that's coming in. But I think that for me, really the time and like really dedicating the time and making it a priority and not saying, oh, I don't have enough time to do that or I've, you know, I woke up late or I don't have time to do this because of this. I think, you know, five minutes is, everyone has five minutes in the day. It's yeah. really comes up to how do you make time for the daily practice? Because in five minutes, you can do almost anything at home. Right. And it's, it just depends on, are you going to spend five minutes doing this thing or are you going to spend five minutes doing meditation or being mindful in some way, whatever that means for you. So I think that making it a priority for me was the hardest part and really deciding that I'm going to take this five minutes and I'm going to do my mindfulness practice. And that's what it is. And when the five minutes is up, then you have all day to do whatever you want. But making that time in the morning or in the afternoon or night, whenever you want to do it, that is really, that was the hardest thing for me was to to just decide to do it. I think when I was thinking back to when my mind wanders, something that I heard someone say is that, you know, when that happens, just acknowledge my mind is wandering. Mm-hmm. It's not like you don't, because what what I would think is, oh, I'm so terrible at this and I can't do this or, you know, whatever. And I had to you know, like you said, make the time, but then also if my mind wandered, just say, okay, my mind is wandering and then come back. In meditation, they call that noting. And um, whenever your mind wanders, usually, at least in how I learned it was you just say thinking, like you just tell your brain like, yeah, I'm thinking right now. That's okay. I'm going to keep on. And then you come back to your breath and you think about 
And you come back to like an embodied thing to where you're actually, I'm here right now and you feel how your body is in space, that you're breathing and you focus on that and kind of what's happening right now. And uh, if you, your mind will wander inevitably. That's just what happens. Our minds just love to do that. And uh, right. so, yeah, just kind of reminding yourself that, yeah, like I'm, I have a brain and I'm still thinking. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And I think that just thinking about how mindfulness goes into how we not only like deal with stress, but deal with emotions. I think that there is a huge, like the potential way and reward to like sort of deal with emotional um emotional things that we deal with as well. I think that the more mindful we are because it creates bandwidth for us, it gives us the ability to deal and I acknowledge and name and sort of sort through our emotions because it doesn't feel as overwhelming as it does when we feel like things are hectic and we don't have um, we don't have the time and space to really allow ourselves to do that. So I think that there's a huge connection there with emotions as well. I, I've said this before on a previous episode that I think our emotions, in my opinion, are really driving everything. It affects our mind. It affects our physical bodies as well. So I think that allowing our brains to to relax and to give them space, that also allows our emotions space as well to to exist and for us to understand them more um, because that's what our brains do is to understand. And so the more Mm -hmm. space and more um, bandwidth it has, the more it's able to understand and digest the emotions that we're feeling. I agree. I think it definitely, it helps us with, you know, emotional awareness, emotional resilience, um, because we're stopping to pay attention to our bodies and our emotions are in our bodies and really focusing on, what am I feeling right now? What is the, you know, and not all mindfulness has to be that, but it helps us to focus on our bodies in the present moment. And that in and of itself then helps you once you get to the next step. Okay. What is my body feeling and what emotion am I feeling? It it just kind of all works together. Mindfulness has helped me um, regulate my emotions and, you know, really pay attention to what my body is feeling and what emotions I'm feeling, kind of feel more balanced. And personally, it's helped me a lot with anxiety and how I how I handle that. And then also in how I respond to people, because like when I take a moment to to focus and kind of just get my breath, it, it's helped me there, too. But also uh, mindfulness helps regulate your nervous system. So when you're in that fight or flight mode, that stress response, it helps calm your nervous system down. And that way you can be more resilient to handle the things that are, you know, going to happen. Yeah, for me, too, it's helped me a lot with how to respond with the stress that I deal with at work and a lot of difficult conversations and things that come up and that that I might be anxious about or that I'm thinking about and have a lot of things going on. So it's really helped me to, to deal with those things for myself, but also notice them in others and to be mindful and aware and empathetic of what other people are dealing with as well and to just kind of be present with that. So for me, it's it's been a huge help in making that a priority and putting it into practice. And the more I do it and the longer I do it, it's it's proven to be a, a huge piece of my overall health and my mental health 
and really, um, really making it a priority for myself has been a huge uh, part. Thank you so much for tuning in for our episode about the art of mindfulness. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider liking and subscribing and also sharing it with your friends and family who you think will find value out of this. We'll talk to you next time.